0: So good to follow Jesus, isn't it? So good to know him in your life and to know that you have eternal life and that he'll never, never let you go. He said, all those who come to him, he will in no wise cast out. This is Panama Today. You've tuned into a great program. Pastor Bill Wilber here in Gamboa. Next 30 minutes, Panama Today. I'm your host right here. think about new gifts and talents and abilities that you have that somehow when you're thrown into a situation where they're needed and somehow you find you have an ability to do something and somebody else recognizes it say I didn't know I had that but well, God has placed those abilities within us and when he called us into being he knew the days even before we were going to enter those days that's in Psalm 139. He knew us in the inward parts of our mother as we were being created and even before we saw the light of day. So wonderful is our God and how delicately and intricately he has put us together. The human body is absolutely amazing. The universe is absolutely amazing. And God has called us, but most of all, into a relationship With him, the creator of all this, desires that you know him and I know him. And it isn't just for this world, it's on into eternity. But a lot of people live as if there isn't any tomorrow and they live as if they're on the Titanic and they might as well go first class because there's nothing after that. But the truth is that there is something after death. There is life after death. And what will it be like and will we be judged for the way we have lived our lives here in this earth? Yes, there is a judgment coming. I want to share with you what the Bible says about that. Will we be judged? Well, the question, will we be judged when we die? When we die, we do face judgment, which is called the judgment of faith. The outcome of this judgment determines whether we go to the intermediate heaven or the intermediate hell now let me explain briefly what the intermediate heaven intermediate hell is this is some people have called it the holding pattern this is the paradise that jesus spoke about to the thief on the cross this is the time between when we die and the second coming of jesus and then the millennium, and then on into the new heaven and the new earth. So when we die, if you were to die today, tomorrow, before Jesus comes, before the tribulation, before the uh, second coming, you would be in a place called the intermediate heaven. And as I shared some scripture yesterday's program, that there is a consciousness, you will be in the presence of the Lord, and I believe you'll know others because we will have uh, our spirits, uh, our bodies are not going to be resurrected until Jesus comes back. Then we'll have a body like his. But there will be an awareness because of our soul and our spirit. There will be an awareness of who the other people are. And, of course, knowing who Jesus is. Well, this initial judgment depends not on our works, but on our faith. It is true we are saved by faith. It is not about what we've done during our lives, but about what Christ has done for us. If we have accepted Christ's atoning death for us, then when God judges us after we die, he sees his son's sacrifice for us, not our sin. Salvation, and you know this, is a free gift to which we can contribute absolutely nothing. And you know that scripture Ephesians 2 8 and 9 Titus 3 5 also says basically the same thing but it that it is by grace we have been saved and not our works and even the faith that we have to respond to the finished work of Christ is a gift from God did you ever understand that or as you think about that that you thought the day that when you said, oh, yes, Jesus, you know, you had a rough time going down the aisle or praying with somebody over the phone or however you gave your life to Christ. What a privilege it is when parents have that opportunity to lead their children to the Lord, which I had that opportunity, which is a, a real blessing. But when you make that decision for Jesus, you say, wow, this is what I did. Well, <laughs> why did you do it? Who put that information there? Who gave you that unction right then to do it? God is so amazing. He does his part, but we still have to do our part. Now, the first judgment is not to be confused with the final judgment, or what is called the judgment of works. Both believers and unbelievers face a final judgment. The Bible indicates that all believers will stand before the judgment seat of Christ to give an account of, of their lives now if you're taking notes or you can also listen to this program over again if you're driving down the road later check our web www.gamboyunion.com and today's date if the program's been put up already and you can get the scriptures all over again but we're looking at romans 14 10 through 12 that's one of the passages that says we'll have to give an account of our lives and then also 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. Those two books were both written by Paul. It is critical to understand that this judgment is a judgment of works, not of faith. Now in 1 Corinthians 3, 13 and 14, we find out it's a time when our works will be evaluated. Were they done according to the will of God Inspired by the Holy Spirit or were we doing these works in our own flesh and thinking this is what God wanted us to do and it really had nothing to do with the will of God at all and it says in this passage is that it will be burned up as a fire in other words only that which is done according to the Spirit according to the will of God is going to endure this fire if I can use that term that it's burned up in a sense, it's dross. It's no good. There's no value in it. Our works do not affect our salvation, but they do affect our reward. Rewards are about our work for God, empowered by his spirit. Rewards are conditional, dependent on our faithfulness. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12 tells us that. And you also see in Revelation chapter 2, And in chapter 3, how the different churches there were judged according to their works. Now, it is true that people do good things, but just because we do good things, it doesn't affect our salvation. It doesn't uh, produce anything for erasing sin from our life. Only the blood of Jesus can do that. And if people are doing good works and yet have never given their life to Christ, those good works amount to absolutely nothing. And that's so hard for people to understand, especially people who are doing something which society thinks is good, working with orphans or prisons or the schools or hospitals. And you say, oh, those are all good things. Well, they are good things uh, according to this world. But as far as... accounting for our salvation, they don't mean anything. And unless we've uh, come to know Christ and we're doing it as a motivation under the Holy Spirit, this is what God wants me to do, it doesn't account anything for works at this time of rewards. Now, this time of rewards, I'm not totally sure that I understand um, how the rewards will affect me personally. I do know that it will be good. I do know that to be honored by the Lord and praised by him is a reward in itself and there is a passage of Scripture that says that we will be rewarded with the praises of the Lord now that you know as you think about a father greeting his son and the son does a good job mowing the lawn or washing a car whatever he does and he comes home from school with good grades at school and the father says wow that's really a good job or the mother says wow you really did well you know that praise coming from a parent or the one in authority just means so so much and those words that Jesus says at the end of a couple parables well done thou good and faithful servant and the whole idea was the servants had been given certain amount of talents now that's a measure of money But some commentators say, you know, it fits so well, the analogy with the gifts or talents, abilities that we have. And the idea is that what God has given to us, the more that we've been given, the greater the requirement of how we have used it. And the reward comes there in the sense of having done well with what you have been given, you turn around and God says, here, I'll give you more. Here. You've done well governing this city of one, so I see you have the ability, not only the ability, but you've been faithful, you've been a good steward. Here, you take some more cities, you be in charge of those. It isn't it true that when you have somebody who works for you, if they do well, you recommend them to others, you give them further work, you raise their pay. There's a reward that comes by taking the abilities that you've been given and doing well with that ability. Different people have different abilities. The point is, what did you do with the ability that was given to you? And that's the reward that's going to come. Now, unbelievers face a final judgment of works as well. The Bible tells us it will come at the great white throne at the end of the old earth and just before the beginning of the new earth that's spoken about in Revelation chapter 20 verses 11 through 13. That judgment is not a good one. The books are open, and if your name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, there's no entrance to the kingdom of God. And we're judged, the scripture says, by every idle word. There is nothing that can be hidden from the Lord, and there's no excuses that can be given. Yeah, but you know, we were raised in a neighborhood. I don't want to hear it, I don't want to hear it, you know. Because God's standard for judgment is a righteous standard. That means he does it right and he'll do it with all fairness. But you have to remember he loves us, but he is a holy God. And as we stand before him, we have no righteousness of our own. It's only the righteousness that we have through Jesus Christ. Now opinions vary about when the judgment of works for believers will occur. Some people picture it occurring immediately after the judgment of faith. Like when you die, and the faith uh, element that you have, whether it's in Jesus or not, determines whether you go to the intermediate heaven or the intermediate hell, that some people, commentators, feel that this is when the judgment of works happens for you as well. It happens at a one time. And other things that happens Sometime when you're in the intermediate heaven, sometime between when you die and when Jesus returns. And then others feel it's when the physical return of Jesus himself after the tribulation has taken place and uh, after this time. And it's the beginning of the new heaven and the new earth. So the point is not exactly when it happens, perhaps, and some differences about that. But the point is it will happen. It will happen. There is a time when we will actually see Jesus face to face. I think one of the worst things about that judgment time would be the feelings of regret, the money that was wasted, the time that was wasted, the bad decisions that were deliberately made not the mistakes not the things that you know we just didn't know better at the time and natural sin had just kicked in and oh I just went this way or did that way and we didn't know any better but it's the thing that now that you're a believer and you waste so much time on the television or waste so much time with facebook or on the internet or especially as a christian and as a man to look at stuff on the internet that is totally inappropriate and you know it and people go to movies and they tolerate the junk on there well i needed entertainment i needed a break i didn't know those scenes were coming up well when they did what did you do about it get up and leave you know if there's one scene there's probably going to be more And if there aren't the scenes, there is the language. And the whole thing is a godless movie anyways, made up in somebody's mind. And we look back and we say, ah, wasted the time. Not that sports are bad in themselves, but to the extent that it consumed a person's time and energy at the cost of family relationships. It could be any sport, any hobby, anything that when we look back with regret, and we say, oh, I put in all those hours at work. For what? I saved all that money? For what? My kids got it and they blew it within a week after I died. You know, something like that. The, the, the Psalmist actually says that, you know, he says, what happens, you save up all this money? You don't know how the person's gonna spend it, who gets it. But regret, regret is a horrible thing. And so I would just say as we pray here at the end of this little meditation here that we would ask the Lord to help us sort out priorities. Heavenly Father, we ask that you'd not only help us sort out priorities, but that you would help us to make good choices. Make good choices, memorize scripture, study your word because this is what our eternity is gonna be about, knowing you in all that you have done and knowing your ways. We want to know the heart of God here. We want to share Jesus with others because we don't want those days of regret and saying, if only, if only, if only. And so, Lord, we want to confess our sins right now, that we have wasted time, that we have wasted energy. We've wasted money. We've made bad decisions. We'll call sin, sin right now. And we'll say, Jesus, forgive me. I repent of my bad decisions and my waste of time, my regrets. And I ask, Lord, that you'd give me the power of your Holy Spirit right now to make good choices. Thank you for the cleansing of the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sins. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you, Lord. Amen.